Well, hello there, and welcome to Stories of Faith and Hope, the podcast that inspires your faith and gives you reason to hope. I'm your host, Pastor Joel Sutherland, and I am really, really excited about today's episode. Now, obviously, this is our very first episode as a podcast, and if you're listening, I want to thank you so much for joining us at the beginning of this journey. Now, I just want to give you a little bit of background on the podcast and on the episode that we have today. So, a couple of years ago, Pastor Lloyd Schomburg decided to begin a 15-minute radio program that would air on the local station here in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. He titled the program, Stories of Faith and Hope. Along with the co-host, Dr. Norman Henderson, they would interview different people in the community, as well as on the phone, to just share their stories to the people here in Lawrenceburg and and hopefully inspire some faith and and give reasons to hope. So when I became the new pastor after Pastor Schomburg retired, I became the new pastor of this district here in Lawrenceburg, and it became one of my responsibilities to host the radio show, Stories of Faith and Hope, along with Dr. Norman Henderson as the co-host still. Well, one of my dreams when I came to Lawrenceburg was to turn the 15-minute radio program into a podcast. And there were several reasons for that. One was that if people happened to miss the program being aired on the local station, there was no way to go back and listen to that program again. So people had to be there to listen to it when it aired. Secondly, those not in the Lawrenceburg area wouldn't be able to tune in or listen to the stories that we were sharing. And I felt like that some of the stories that some of the people that we were interviewing, that that story really needed to go further than just the local boundaries of Lawrenceburg. So today that dream is realized and I'm really, really, really excited to begin this journey with you. Now the episode we have for you this morning is actually the very first one that we recorded as I became the new host of the program. And basically, it was the co-host, Dr. Norman Henderson, interviewing me and kind of me sharing my background and my journey and where God has led me. And I felt like at the time that that would be a good place for the radio program to start as with me as the new host to kind of get to know me as well as me, the new pastor in the district, um, kind of getting to know who I am here in Lawrenceburg. And I figured that that would be a good place to start for you as well. I know that some of you probably know me, but some of you may not. And even those who know me may not know everything that's in this episode. So I hope you enjoy the story and that somewhere along the line, as as you listen to Dr. Norman Henderson and myself talk, that you'd be reminded of your own story that you have with God and and that somehow that would inspire your faith and give you reason to hope. So here's my interview with Dr. Norman Henderson. One thing that I know all of us would be interested in is a little background as to uh, where you were born, where you grew up, and what kind of home you lived in and that type of thing. Let our people know some of your uh, uh, history here. All right. Yeah, I am not from here. I was born and mostly raised in Alaska. Oh, yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah, I was born in Anchorage, 
spent uh, the majority of my time though in interior alaska near fairbanks area so okay. uh, fairbanks area as well as delta junction that's where my family currently has a home we built a a 3500 3, square foot log home there about 10 years ago um we we started building that and uh, finished oh. in 2011 and so that is home delta junction alaska that's a lot of house, 3,500 to be a log home. It is a lot of house, but we yeah. had a lot of family. We had, uh, I'm the <laughs> oldest of seven kids. Oh, And very so good. we had, we, we filled that house up. Yeah. Well, I can sympathize <laughs> with your parents on that. We uh, raised five children in our home. Oh, wow. And uh, needed every bit of the space we had, too. Yes. It never seems to be big enough. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, yeah, so grew up in Alaska. We were in and out a little bit. Um, so also lived elsewhere in the, um, we call it the lower 48, the continental United States, as well as overseas in um, China a little bit when I was really young, and then Japan for a couple of years later on. Oh, okay. So I've um, moved around quite a bit, but Alaska's yeah. home. One of the doctors that I recruited here from the residency program in Orlando, uh, Florida Hospital, uh, quite a few years back, was Dr. Darrell Vaughn. And he had uh, done some uh, student missionary work in Japan and oh, wow. made a commitment to go back there when he got through with his medical school. So he stayed here a couple of years and then went back to Japan and fulfilled his commitment there. and. Uh, then stayed on and built a practice in Okinawa. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. wow. And I think he's retired now, but... Okay. Know. Yeah, we lived in Okinawa for over half of the time we lived in, in yeah. mainland Japan. So knew, knew a couple doctors there. I'm trying to remember if I remember Dr. Vaughn. Um, I, it's not coming to mind, but yeah, we knew a couple couple doctors there and... Uh, my dad was pastoring the Okinawa International Church. Okay. So you were raised in an Adventist home then? I was. Okay. I was. My, uh, my mother's family was Adventist. Uh, my father was not, but when he met my mother, they uh, went through some Bible studies, and, and he decided to become an Adventist himself. And now he's, a, he's an ordained Adventist minister. He's an army chaplain currently. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's a challenge. It is. It is. He enjoys it, though. He likes being where people feel their need for God a little bit more than, than what we do yeah. you know, in, in general here in the United States. And when, when you're in battle and when you're um, overseas and when you're staring death in the, in the face, a lot of people are much more inclined yeah. to want to learn about God and want to give themselves over to him. So he really enjoys it. Because there were some uh, very spiritual religious challenges during the previous administration I know on chaplains yes and what they could do and what they couldn't do and so I'm sure that was a, a big thing for him yes it, it was it was difficult to to some extent you know what what you can do and what you can't do um, but to him, I think the, the blessings and, and the positives far outweigh the negatives with the ministry there, yeah. and he, he really enjoys it. So after you were in the Far East for a while, 
uh, and you came back to Alaska? Yes, we did. Yeah, we always, we always seem to make our way home to Alaska. Yeah. So that was actually your home, what you considered home base was, was Alaska. Yes, yes. My parents met there originally um, in the 80s. My mother was a task force teacher. She was um, in between her, I believe it was her, her sophomore and junior year of college, and she was up there doing, uh, teaching a school um, for her practical part of her, her education degree. And my father was in the military. He was a veterinary technician at the time. Oh, and uh, uh-huh. they both ended up in Delta Junction, Alaska, my dad in the military and her working as a, as a missionary. And uh, so that's how they met and got married. And ever since then, that's been home. Yeah. That sounds like she was a good uh, uh, person to uh, be able to convince him to learn about uh, the real truth about what's in the Bible. And she can be pretty Jesus. convincing, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was a good representative. She was. She was. Yeah. Well, we had an interesting experience in uh, Alaska on 9-11-01. We were in Anchorage. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we were scheduled to go to Fairbanks the next day by train. Mm. And they told us to have our luggage ready and out in the hallway by 3 a.m. so that they could uh, pick it up and get it ready to get on the train and so on. Mm -hmm. So we had them wake us up at 3 o'clock. And in order to kind of stay awake, we turned the TV on. And when we turned the TV on, what had happened uh, at the towers was just happening. Wow. And when we first looked at it, we thought, well, that's a movie, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. A plane came in and rammed into the tower there, the first plane. But then as we watched, a second plane came in, and it obviously began to not be just a movie. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then the news came on, and the Pentagon then got hit, and and there was a fourth plane that was heading towards the White House, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. here we were in Anchorage, Alaska, <laughs> scheduled to go to Fairbanks, and oh, wow. they immediately, of course, closed down the air base there, Langley mm-hmm. Air Force Base, because the train went through it to take us on up to Fairbanks, oh, okay. and went through part of the base, so... Uh, of course, we didn't get back to sleep after that. No, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Finally, around 9, 10 o'clock, they got some buses together and were going to take us up to uh, a halfway point between Anchorage and Fairbanks, mm-hmm. where Mount McKinley is, and there's a lodge there and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and as we were going out of town, a bus driver, of course, had the radio on. He was wanting to know what all was happening. Mm-hmm. And they came on with an alert. They said the possibility that we're going to evacuate Anchorage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Boy, and we weren't out of town yet, you know. And they said, our understanding is, is that there's a plane from Korea that's headed here and has been hijacked and uh, they're heading towards Anchorage. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so as the uh, we were continued on out of town, they uh, came on the radio and they said, we're glad to tell you that 
there's not going to have to be an uh, evacuation of Anchorage. Uh, there was a misunderstanding in the languages. And the Korean plane was headed to Canada somewhere and was running out of fuel. And they needed to stop here at the Air Force Base to refuel. Mm. And then a little later on, they said the Korean plane has landed at Lackland Air Force accompanied by two Air Force fighters, <laughs> Air, Air, uh, Air Force fighter planes. Wow. And uh, so apparently that crisis took care of itself, and we got on up to Fairbanks. And, wow. But then, of course, all the airports were closed down. There was no flying. And uh, so we stayed in Fairbanks an extra day or two mm-hmm. <laughs> longer than we anticipated until they opened up the airports again. Wow. But it was an interesting thing to happen. We, you know, we'll never forget that that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's a way to remember Alaska at yeah. least. Yeah, now we yeah. were we were living in Alaska at the time too in Delta Junction. Uh-huh. And um, so of course we didn't have to wake up at 3 a.m. that morning. So we didn't we didn't know anything that had happened until after it, it was all over so, when we woke up and uh, we saw on the TV all the uh, the reruns of what was happening and um, yeah, I can remember it was it was kind of scary, you know, for me as a as I was still quite young at the time, yeah, and uh, and just everything that was going on, and then I remember the local airport because we lived right right next to the little local airport there in Delta Junction, and uh, how quiet it was for the next I forget quite a few days that everything was grounded. Yeah, so right, um, yeah. Well, how did you get away from Alaska then? Well, I ended up uh, after we had built the log home. I waited after after finishing high school. I waited a couple of years to finish helping the family build the home because um, by this time my father had left and uh, my parents were in the middle of a divorce. And um, and so I finished building the house and then I I went to college, um, Southern Adventist University, which is down here near Chattanooga. Yeah. And uh, you probably ask why why choose a place on the yeah. other side of the country? <laughs> um, well, for for the, our denomination schools, um, I felt like, and I still feel like it, it has the best theology program um, for becoming a pastor. And that's what I was, I was aiming to do. So I ended up in Chattanooga area to, uh, to do my, my undergraduate and uh, graduated from that and ended up getting hired in, in the uh, Tennessee area. So um, pastored for a couple of years in Western Tennessee, and then just transitioned a couple weeks ago down here to Lawrenceburg now. So that's what brought me to this side of the country yeah well that's interesting i grew up in the west coast okay in seattle washington Mm -hmm. and uh, then spent most of my education from high school on in Walla Walla, washington okay which is totally different than the coast yes yes definitely And uh, and take uh, my medical school down at Loma Linda in California. Okay. And so I'd never been in the South, and so it was uh, quite a culture shock when we moved here to yes Tennessee in 1959. Yes, I can relate. Is it probably it was quite a bit different even then than it is oh, now? I assume. Definitely coming from the West Coast that way into an area that was still not integrated mm. was uh, quite an eye opener. Oh wow, I can imagine. Yeah. And I remember when it finally integrated here in, in Lawrenceburg, it was quite a day when they integrated the schools. Wow. Integrated the swimming pools and mm-hmm. that type of thing. It was, it was a big deal. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's hard for me to even, even imagine that. And there you have it. My interview 
with Dr. Norman Henderson. I hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast today, and I hope that somewhere in the middle of my crazy story that you were able to just find find pieces of your story and your journey with God and that it was inspiring to you. And uh, next week, we have a very, very special guest, probably more special to me, because the next guest is going to be my wife, Chelsea. I figured since we would get to know me this week, we should get to know her next week. So next week, we have my interview with my wife, Chelsea. Here's a sample of it. Growing up, I indeed was very blessed to be taught with a lot of strong morals and values that I thank God was presented to me in a way that I didn't feel, I didn't get the wrong representation of God, let's say. Mm-hmm. I, I grew up knowing that he is my friend, that he is my protector. And through that, I had a desire to, to know, know him more and mm-hmm. start a lifelong relationship with him. So we'll have my interview with Chelsea next week. And I hope you plan on tuning in to that. If you enjoyed this podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. Five-star rating would be great. And until we meet again, have faith and hope. God bless you.